0: From the noisy basement of my house, this is Season 1, Episode 2 of Skeptical Thinker. This is a podcast that looks critically at what we think we know about science, current events, and life in general. Skeptical thinkers are those who constantly search for the capital T Truth in the claims and beliefs of our world. To be a skeptical thinker is to be a person who looks at the world with an open mind, with an open heart, and with a willingness to learn. Skeptical thinkers are comfortable with speaking truth to things because they are willing to hone their bullshit detectors through constant questioning, research, and sheer stubbornness to peel away the layers of uncertainty and misleading claims to find the core of the issue or belief. Is the work of a skeptical thinker ever completely done? Nope. Many times, the digging deeper only leaves us with more unanswered questions. Many times, the uncertainty is too murky, the waters too muddied by the claims and assertions of others. Reservations, gut feelings, and intuition play a keen role in being a skeptical thinker, so it is okay for a skepticist to say things like, I don't know, or there is not enough to go on. Does that make a skepticist weak? No, not in the least. Rampant political misinformation, media bias, anti-science, hate groups, social media, religious organizations, and many other groups claim to have the answers. They tend to push their agendas, trying to control the thoughts and minds of the masses of people who are unable to think for themselves. This podcast is for those who have taken the red pill, who are trying to find their way in a time that is increasingly difficult to discern fact from fallacy. I am your host jamie a fellow skeptical thinker on this tiny planet in this vast cosmos i welcome your thoughts and musings on any topic and especially on whatever current podcast i am presenting one thing i ask of my listeners is that you follow the same mindset i try to always employ for myself and that is to ask yourself could i be wrong about something i am claiming it is the only certainty we can rely on that we can learn more about any topic and eventually come closer to what the true essence of an issue is. So join me as we talk about today's new podcast. I'm going to give you forewarning as this podcast will out me as a free thinker. I am a scientist. I have spent a lot of time questioning everything, and so I have arrived at a point in my life where I am pretty comfortable with being agnostic. I can't be an atheist because that goes against my skeptical thinker persona. A skeptic is one who believes when there is enough evidence to support the claim or phenomenon. To be an atheist is to be against theism. At this point, I feel there is very little evidence for a god and very little little evidence against a god. So therefore, I will maintain my agnostic approach and keep an open mind for more empirical evidence. But I digress. Today's podcast meanders a bit, but I am focusing on the idea of faith. More to the point, faith without evidence. It all begins last summer. In the warmer seasons, I love to take long bike rides. It is one of my favorite pastimes when I want to allow my mind some time for free-flowing thoughts. Many of the thoughts that go through my mind are generally not worth expanding on, but once in a while something sticks in my head beyond the bike ride. On one particular bike ride, the word faith wormed its way in and has been bouncing around my mind from time to time since. I hear the word faith in many circles, most times when someone is experiencing some form of trial that is inevitable in life. We tell people to have faith, to rely on God to see you through this time of struggle. I have listened to men of the cloth suggest that a lack of faith is generally what causes strife and that if we could only believe, trust, and be open to the signs from above, there will be more peace in our lives, or the suffering will either make sense or will be assuaged. Not surprisingly, I take issue with this worldview. To have faith in an all-powerful, omnipotent being whose ultimate calling is to ease our suffering reduces humans' responsibility to each other and to the planet to little more than the expectations we put on children. We become micromanaged pre-adolescent children who outsource our own obligations toward each other and to the planet to a responsible adult. I have read more on the idea that God is omnipotent, all-powerful, and omniscient, all-knowing. It's hard to have faith in a God that supposedly has these two traits, especially when one studies the contradictions that this entails. For example, an all-powerful and all-knowing God already has a plan in place, and therefore our supplications through the form of prayer are pointless at best, because God already either knows of our suffering and doesn't care because it is all part of the plan, or does care but is powerless to change things because of free will. On the other hand, maybe there is no powerful and all-knowing God. Arguably, it would be great if there was a creature in the sky who had a plan for us, one that leads us along a track to a future destination. This would remove all responsibility from me. I am no longer in the driver's seat. Just a little faith, and I can coast through life?" I think it all boils down to this poorly constructed argument that faith in something that is controlling the outcomes reduces humanity to merely drones or automatons who are set on a path that is predestined or unchangeable at best. But. What if we could look at this word faith and reapply it to a more down-to-earth scenario? Many religious people argue that it is God who assigns morality and sets the guidelines for how humans are to behave on this planet. With a God holding all of us accountable, we have the specter of eternity in hell to look forward to if we do not toe the line. But what if the concept of hell was not true? I read recently from an article in The Observer, it's a weekly newspaper from the Catholic Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, that humans are higher in order of creation than the animals that surround us. We do not uh, live simply by instinct. We are given the ability to think, to reason, and with them the responsibility to choose. But this creates a dichotomy in the connection between faith and reason that is not fully explained in the article. How do humans have autonomy but do not have autonomy? Faith feels like negligence and abdication of our responsibility to the earth. Faith asks us to let go of reason to a being who has no empirical evidence for existence. Rather than faith in an entity outside the realm of reason, would it be better to have faith in morality and the ethics of being human? Or better yet, being an organism in communion with other organisms on this planet seems to make more sense to me, learning to enhance our current world as a place of infinite beauty and possibility instead of a stepping stone to another place. Earth itself could be a place where humans work with each other and the environment to create a place worthy of reverence and, dare I say, faith. Examples abound in nature. From which we evolved, of organisms that work together for the common good of the community. In fact, there are communities of organisms out in the world that actually do better at living together on this planet than humans do. One example from Smithsonian Magazine suggests that the biomass of ants on this planet exceeds 12 megatons of dry carbon, or 20 quadrillion ants. This equates to about 2.5 billion ants for every human on this planet. There's more ants on this planet than there are stars in our galaxy. And yet, they live their lives in relative obscurity, industriously working and enhancing the environment in which they live. In fact, insects, in and of themselves, are the most beneficial organisms to live on the earth, as they have adapted so well to their environmental niches Humans, on the other hand, generally harm most ecosystems. Insects that do not benefit an ecosystem are usually only responding to human influence through habitat destruction or human-caused immigration emigration of their species. Meaning we're kind of moving them around a bit. A good example is um, in our neighborhood we have problems with the uh, emerald ash borer and those are destroying all the ash trees in in North America. And they came to America because of human bringing him over. Humans brought him over. So then, how do we come to terms with the concept of faith, then? I guess that having faith in a supernatural being is something that tends to come naturally to humans. History does show that humans have been worshipping the unknown since we can remember. It appears to bring comfort to so many people, to think that there is something out there beyond us that cares about each of us individually. For a person such as I, though, How do I come to grips with this idea of faith? I think that I find comfort in the idea that there are things in this universe that can be counted on. The earth spins on its axis. Night follows day. Spring follows winter. There are rules in the universe that all things must abide by. Chemical principles, physical laws, empirical science. While they do not claim to have all the answers, they do not also push off unanswerable questions to the realm of faith in an all-knowing and all-seeing being. And I think that is where I leave it. I don't know what happens next, as part of that is related to chance. Thank you for checking into my Skeptical Thinker podcast. A new podcast drops the first Saturday of every month. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, comment, and rate. I'm always looking for spirited discussion on the topics I choose. I promise to make the next one a little less weighty. (laughs) Unless I talk about gravity, of course. And as always, remember to think skeptically, ask questions, and dig in. Because there's a lot you can learn, and you can stand on your own. Bye for now.